Hi, welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hi, this is Angie Reno. Welcome to Episode 9, Finding Treatment Part 2. And this one is going to center on your favorite subject, looking in the mirror. I know. It's such an easy thing to do, right? Well, I thought I'd warn you ahead of time um, because I personally have experienced, and I hate to say things like you need or you should, who who needs to should over anybody, but I personally have experienced a significant advancement in, I guess, the level of health, really, of the family unit as a whole, and the level of health with my son through basically working on myself. So actually, (laughs) if you're really committed to working on yourself, you don't even have to listen to the rest of this podcast. I had quoted from a couple of studies that were led by Spencer D. Bradshaw when he published this and when he worked on a few studies, he was at uh, in Texas. Now he's at the Department of Human Development and Family Studies at Utah State University. And one of the, the articles I'm going to quote from is entitled Family Members of Those with SUDs. SUDs are Substance Use Disorders. Examining Associations Between Family and PFC Functioning. PFC is prefrontal cortex. And what's very important about the prefrontal cortex at a high level is decision-making. If you want to dig into neuroscience, I strongly recommend podcasts like Huberman Lab. That would be a much better area for you to understand. neuroscience, because I am not a neuroscientist, but that's a great podcast. I listen to it when I walk my dog. It is bizarrely calming to me. I actually listen to it when I work out. So I don't know what that says about me personally. In this article, and I should, I should recognize other members, other contributors of this article, Hannah Agner, Spencer Bradshaw, who I previously mentioned, Lauren Winfrey, Mazzy Zelinsky, hope I'm saying that right, and Sterling T. Shumway. This was actually uh, released and published online in mid-2020. It's a fairly recent article, and I will provide a link to this in the show notes. One of the things that stands out to me pretty clearly is... When we're going through just learning about how significant our child's challenge with SUDs is or are, the best term that comes to mind for me personally is chaos. And just going to say this right up front, the road to chaos is not built in increments of 45, 90, or even 120 days. I quickly realized that on the 40th day when I had to decide about next steps for my son, 
And I had to take a step back, lots of walks by myself, and look at what brought us all as a family unit to that moment. And if we're all honest with ourselves, which is the goal when you have a really good licensed therapeutic team, licensed, (laughs) um, the goal of that team is to help the family as a unit understand what brought them all here. Now, a sidebar, I'm not talking about mental health disorders because that's not my experience. I wish I could, but I can't. I won't pretend to. This is not fair to you as the listener, but I can talk about my experience with SUDs. And with that therapeutic team, back to that that point, their focus is to help the family kind of understand the dynamics that existed prior to the child going into treatment. That can be pretty challenging because they might not be all that healthy, right? Another goal of a therapeutic team that is working for the treatment center is to get the child healthier. So if you were to look at the priorities of the therapeutic team, 100% they're on the child first. There's an expression in the recovery community, which is pretty much summed up as you got to do the work. So as we're discovering about family dynamics and the impact of the SUD on the PFC, the substance use disorders on the prefrontal cortex functioning, what happens is that family dynamic, that chaos has to be broken down. Quote, essentially altered brain functioning and decision-making associated experienced by family members who have a loved one with an SUD may further contribute to disrupted family functioning, end quote. Pure chaos. That's how that can be summed up. Because that SUD has existed in that family unit, all of that brain functioning and the decision-making has altered. So you're in a, in a quote-unquote uh, non-SUD-influenced situation. I don't like to use the word normal, but yeah, you can use that. You're in a normal family dynamic where there are stressors, but a substance use disorder is not involved in those stressors. The decision-making is much different. As soon as an SUD comes into play, that additional factor starts impacting the entire family. So if you can imagine a pool, right? You have a pool, you throw some toys in. Yeah, it's okay. Oh my gosh, it's stressful. I got to get these out because I don't know, a storm's coming and we've got to make sure high winds, the toys don't fly around and damage the windows. Throw a, let's say a shark into the waters (laughs) because it becomes a different situation, right? There's an additional notation from the article and I'll quote that. From a systemic perspective, family functioning becomes centered around an SUD which disrupts the health of a family system, its members, and often creates a dysfunctional family environment. I'm not going to talk about it in this episode, but it's a subject that's so worth an entire episode, maybe even two, on siblings. As one child has an SUD, the family focuses on that, how to get treatment, what's happening within the family dynamic. The sibling 
is often pushed to the side in the um, priority of taking care of that child and getting that child some treatment. So the family system is completely different from where it began, as an example, or where it was even a few years prior to the beginning of an SUD. There is another concept in this article called readiness to change. And it is abbreviated another acronym, I know, RTC. And what happens when the family dynamics are impacted, there's therapy involved. A lot of the family members do want change. And that does require significant engagement with licensed therapists, a licensed therapeutic team. And what happens when you take on the the readiness to change, that information that's being taught to the family, it begins to help the family make personal changes. And to do that, it really does take effort to step back from the SUD. And when you do step back, what happens as a parent is you start to focus on yourself. So that personal desire for change, that personal focus on oneself, that RTC, that readiness to change, becomes a major impact on the success of the SUD treatment. So that's why I kind of said, if you're ready to do the work, you don't have to listen to this. (laughs) But it's fantastic, in my opinion, that we're getting research that supports What so many people, so many leaders at treatment centers, they see every day. If a child is battling their own addiction, their own substance use disorder by themselves, and the family dynamics are not changing, the chaos at home is not changing, the success ratio after leaving treatment goes down significantly. So back to the article, a really great scientific sentence is... And I'll quote it from the article. Family members' levels of RTC have been shown to be associated with increases in family functioning and may therefore promote larger systemic recovery-oriented changes. So you're entering the world of recovery and using that article's primary focus of family readiness, ready to change, the RTC. When you first meet the people at the treatment center, or you first have your dialogue even, the biggest thing that you can take on is their knowledge. Honestly, it's overwhelming. At least it was for me because you have this brain power, this emotional power, this everything (laughs) thrown at you with people who have been to the mountain and back. And I say the mountain, and I guess that's a term for, for recovery. It could be for anything really. If you want to run a marathon, you want to do an Ironman, or if you want to sign up and enlist and serve our country, whatever challenge that is really great, it's, it almost feels like you're, you're, you're going to the mountaintop and back. And most treatment centers, the best treatment centers, they have people who have been to the mountain, who have been through recovery. And the people that I met, the leaders of the treatment center that my son started in and that my son is in now, they have recovered from SUDs, mental health challenges. They've been there. So the respect that I have for them on that level really helped me take on, hey, you've got to do the work and what does the work look like? And I I also have a very um, linear approach to things. I have to organize and compartmentalize in my brain. 
So I started looking at the process as just that. How do I become better within myself? What does that mean? What do I have to read? What do I have to do? What's the homework that I have to do? That readiness to change, what it had done for me in the beginning is it's almost like you throw somebody a life preserver. You're still in the water, but at least you've got something to hang on to. And that's how I felt. So as I'm making my way back to, <laughs> as I'm making my way back to the ship, um, you know, there is that ability to say, okay, if I focus on just this one step, just this one assignment, just this one book, then I can start engaging in a, a different mental frame. And that's the prefrontal cortex. You know, how do I impact my thought processes? And then the next step comes and then the next learning opportunity comes. So to sum it up, when you engage with licensed therapists, licensed treatment center leadership and counselors, keep your mind open, keep that RTC front and center, and just take on that learning one step at a time, one meeting at a time, one assignment at a time. And I will tell you front and center, if you're working with a good treatment center, you will get assignments. You will get material that you can take on. That is a good sign. It really demonstrate that that treatment center facility, that, that team, they are focused on the family dynamic because the family dynamic, that chaos, it has to heal. So long story short, when you're going into treatment, be prepared to do your work. Be prepared as a family member, as a parent to take a look at yourself. And to say, wow, what can I, what can I reconstruct in this dynamic, in this current chaos to start healing and to start taking away bits and pieces of the dynamic that is not working? There's one last thing I'm going to leave you with. I had an epiphany the other day when I was talking to somebody about the length of treatment. I keep my mind open to the length of treatment. I keep my mind open to being in recovery every single day of my life, because I finally figured out that it didn't take my situation 45, 90, or 120 days to get to the point of complete chaotic disruption. It took years. When you kind of take a step back and you look at how long it took whatever situation that you're in or whatever situation your child is in to be challenged with SUDs, you get a better landscape of how long the healing process might be. There's an old saying in the 12-step groups about expectations, don't expect anything. I'd like more of a hopeful flavor to it. And yeah, I'm going to lean back on that 24-hour increment, but also just taking the little wins, the little processes, the little steps forward. I promise you there will be steps back. It is a two for one sometimes, two steps up and one step back, but just give it faith, give it time. Most of all, be patient with yourself and give yourself some space to generate that RTC, that readiness to change. So I'm going to leave it here. Just to wrap it up on a couple of free resources, I actually found a phenomenal group up in Canada. And they almost have a how-to to get your mind wrapped around putting your, your child into treatment. I, I love it. It's just a fantastic find. 
I'll also take a couple of excerpts out of this article and I'll put them on my website and put them on the blog. So it's really easy to read. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, find your people in a 12-step program. You can have phenomenal resources through that group. Check out my website, www.siblinghoodofrecovery.com. All the links will be in the show notes and there's more help for you on my site.